Alright, everybody is going to need a Bible as we get ready to start. Everybody is going to need a Bible, so I hope you've got them because we're going to be flipping around to a ton of Bible verses tonight. Let me tell you this, you will probably, because of how many Bible verses we're going to be opening to, you will probably be talking as much as I am tonight. So I need people willing, volunteering to open up the Bibles. We are going to start a series tonight on spiritual beings, all right? What do I mean when I say spiritual beings? What does that mean? A being that is spiritual. A being that is spiritual. He took it from you, didn't he? Listen... Listen, Logan was so irritated because he was raising his hand. He was going to be a good little boy. He was going to wait till he was called, and he was going to throw off that answer, and Kalen juked him out of that spot where he could take it. Yes, a spiritual being is a being that is spiritual, but, but let me punch a hole in that for just a moment. Are humans spiritual beings? Yes, humans are spiritual beings. We have a spirit, all right? But is that the spiritual being I'm talking about there? No, it's not. I'm talking about beings that are only spirit, okay? That are only spirit. Now, in the category of spiritual beings, and not, not humans, but in the category of beings that are spiritual, are only spirit, there are three, or there's really two classifications. We'll take three opportunities to look at them. But there's angels, which we'll be starting our discussion in tonight. There are demons. And there is Satan himself. Alright, so we are going to take the next few weeks and we're going to be looking at what does the Bible say about these spiritual beings. Now, let me explain why we need to go through this, okay? How many of you, when you think of... An angel, we'll just stick to angels tonight. When you think of an angel, how many of you can close your eyes and get an image or a visual of what you think it might look like or what someone has told you it might look like? How many of you? I mean, I do. Yeah. So give me some illustrations. When you close your eyes, when you think about what an angel looks like, tell me some things that come to mind, Casey. They've got wings. They've got wings. They got wings. All right, Logan. Don't they have a lot of eyes? Don't they have a lot of eyes? Okay. They're white. They wear white. Yeah. Okay. Kind of the the uh, uh, the kind of the pure white, like a dove. Yeah. Huh? Halos. They've got a halo over their head. Say it one more time. So they, okay, they kind of, they're bright, they, they're, they glow like sunlight, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah? My wife. My wife. <laughs> so, make sure you show that to, uh, make sure you show that to her, okay? Because otherwise this was useless, alright? Because he's not in here right now, you gotta make sure, hey, look at, look at what was going on with the introduction here, and then make sure, so, uh, Katie, if you do watch this, that was Drew who just said, my wife, an angel, all right? That was, that was who that was. Uh, yeah, in, uh, in the back. Uh, yeah, yeah, right there in the back. Okay. They're usually like not on black 
Okay, so floating, okay, so floating not on the ground ever. So they're just hovering perpetually. All right. What else? Okay, wait, wait, okay, you had me out loud and then you said old, <laughs> like old English, oh, I, okay. <laughs> Dost thou understandeth the words that are cometh out of thing my mouth, right? Alright? <laughs> so we all have these images that come to mind when we think of angels. Why do you have those images? Say it one more time. You were taught? That's what you were taught that they look like. Have you guys ever seen? Oh, yeah. Pictures. Where did you see a picture of them? I, I, I've seen them too, but can you think of where you've seen them? Or is it just so in our culture that you're like, I know I've seen pictures, but I can't even think of where it is. Okay, so you've seen it maybe in a history book somewhere? Yeah. Something like that? Okay. Okay. Were you, did you have your hand raised over here? Did you have your hand raised? Do you remember a place? Touched by an angel. That was a big one. That was a television show in the 80s and I think even into the 90s, wasn't it? Uh, Touched by an angel was a really, really popular show uh, for a time. And it was not a great show, but... A lot of people really loved it, and, and they always had these angels. They looked just like people, and they would go around, and they would do very nice things for people because they're angels. Always. Always had, had a, a backlight behind their head instead of a halo. They always had to, kind of a, a backlight behind their head, uh, that sort of thing. How many of you have... Um, so another uh, really popular... I might play y'all actually a clip from it next week. Uh, but there was a really popular movie that came out in the early 90s called Angels in the Outfield. How many of y'all ever saw that one? It had Christopher Lloyd in it. It had, it had, a, uh, it had Robin in it. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, when he was like a kid, was in it. Um, it, was, it had, and it had Tony Danza, all right? And so, it had to be real, had to be true, right? But it was about a kid who saw angels all of a sudden because he prayed to God once. He didn't believe in God or he didn't know anything about God. Certainly didn't know anything about Jesus, but he prayed to God one time and then God decided to give him the ability to see angels. And so, the angels start helping a baseball team win. There was a... Uh, there was, um, there was a movie that came out. Uh, I'm not too sure what this one was called, but it was a movie about when all of a sudden angels decided just to go like crazy and they made a horror movie about angels. Not about demons, but about angels. There was a show, there was a show that was on television for a long time called Supernatural and they had uh, an angel in it. Um, it's, there's apparently one that's still out called Good, Good and Bad or Good versus Evil or 
Um, good uh, deeds. Is it good deeds? Is that what it's called? And that's, that's got angels in it, I understand. Angels are all over our pop culture. But here's the thing. When we think of angels so often, we think about what the culture has told us about angels, and we never actually go to the source of what tells us about angels. Now, what is the source that tells us about angels? The Bible. The Bible. Bible. So we are going to be looking up a ton of verses this evening... And we're going to be looking at a lot of what the Bible has to say about angels. Now, let me go ahead and make this, let me go ahead and make this clear, okay? There's a lot of stuff here that's just mystery, okay? But one of the reasons why, we, why I do feel it's important to go through this is because the culture really loves angels. But that same culture hates God. There's a reason why a show called Touched by an Angel is so popular, or Supernatural is so popular, or Angels in the Outfield is so popular, but they completely deny talking good about God. And they completely deny mentioning the God of the Bible who actually tells us and informs us what those beings are like. People like angels because angels are just supposed to be nice. Angels are just supposed to be pretty and they're supposed to be uh, on our side all the time and that's where an angel is supposed to be and because of that they glow they have halos because of that they are always dressed in the purest garments because of that they look like a very kind person a pure person so let's Start diving into it. First of all, have angels always been? Have they always, always been? No. What does that mean? Angels were what? Created. Created. We've got to ask the question, when were angels created? Alright, so that will be the first thing. We've got several, um, several verses we're going to be looking at, so pull up that first slide. When were angels created? All right, I need someone to look up Genesis 2.1. Go for it, uh, Aiden. Uh, Exodus 20.11. Who wants that? All right, Casey. Uh, Genesis 1, 1 and 2. All right, Job 38.6-7. Who wants Job? Kaylee, go for that one. Uh, and uh, Deuteronomy 29.20. I'll be up there. Okay. But when were angels created? They were created. When were they created? All right. All angels must have been created before the seventh day. What happened on the seventh day of creation? God rested. God was through with creating anything else new, okay, in in the middle of it. So they had to have been created before that seventh day of rest. But when? All right, let's let's look at it. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the what? Host. Host of them. Now, it could be talking about the expanse of the universe, stars, planets, suns, all those things, and it certainly is. It could be also talking about hosts of the heavenly places of the third heaven. What about Exodus 20, verse 11? For six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. While on the seventh day He rested. That is why the Lord blessed the seventh day and set apart as holy. 
So all those six days, he created everything. There was nothing else that was created. The best, the best guess we have might be perhaps on the first day. Perhaps. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Still doesn't tell us there. What about Job 38, 6 through 7? When the morning star what? All the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy. There's a difference between what they're calling the morning stars and the sons of God there. Okay? The morning stars could be a reference to the angels. Sons of God would be the people who are believers who are here on earth who would be God. Okay? The greatest thing that we can say here is that when were angels created? Well, all angels must have been created before the seventh day because of the verses that we got. But there is no verse that tells us it was on this day. There is no verse there that tells us it was day one or day four or there was no, there's no verse that actually tells us which day they were created. But we can be sure they were created and they were created somewhere in those six days of creation. So why don't we know? I mean, really, we don't have to know. But Deuteronomy 29, 29 tells us the secret things belong to the Lord our God. It's okay that we don't know this. Just because we don't know how they started or what day they started on. We know how they started because God created them. So God started them. Just because we don't know the day, that's all right. That's all right. There's plenty that we do know about angels. Anybody want to take a guess? How many angels there might be? At least about seven. At least seven. At least. More than one. More than one. You know what? You've got, I think both of y'all are, are right. Let's go, Logan. Casey. One mil. Just a cool mil. Just a cool mil. Just throw it out there. Just a cool mil. 250? Oh, wait. Say that again. Say that again. Was that, was that you who said that? That was you. All the people that died? Seven billion? That's an interesting thing. You said all the people that died. All the people that died. Okay. I'm going to push pause on that until the end, okay? All right, I'm going to push pause on that until the end. We will come back to that. All right, I need someone to get Deuteronomy 33, 2. Who wants that? All right, go for it. Then someone get Psalm 68, 17, Logan, uh, Hebrews 12, 22, and Revelation 5, 11. I, I, I told you Hebrews 12, 22, I think. All right. Uh, all right, so how many angels are there? Let's see if we can find a number. Let's see if we can figure it out. All right, so when you are at Deuteronomy 33, 2, go ahead and read that for us. He said, The Lord came from Sinai, and God from Seir upon us. He shone forth from Karen, he came from the ten thousands of holy ones, flaming fire. 
from the how many of holy ones? The ten thousands. Plural. Ten thousands. Plural. Holy ones. That's a lot. Well, that's Psalm 68, 17. Who had that one? Who had Psalm? All right. Coming with how many chariots? Thousands. 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 What about Hebrews 12, 22? How many numbers of angels? Innumerable. You can't put a number on them. How many there are? Revelation 5, 11. The number of them was myriads upon myriads and thousands upon thousands. Guys, that's a lot of angels. Innumerable angels. Now think about this. If there, if there are that many angels, if, if that's really what we're talking about, and, and that's what the Bible says, where are they? In heaven? Around us? Huh? Wherever God wants them to be? Omnipresent. They are not omnipresent. There is only one being who is omnipresent. I'm glad you remember the word, but there's only one being who is. And what being is it that is omnipresent? Huh? God. God is the only one. Bless you, bless you. Alright, so... I asked the question, where are they? I asked the question of being, what do they look like? The reason why we get so mixed up on those questions is because of what we're about to go through. So, what do angels look like if there are thousands and thousands? Well, what do they look like? What are they like? First, we have to understand, we have to establish that angels are created spiritual beings with moral judgment and high intelligence, but without physical bodies. They don't have flesh and bone. They don't have blood. They don't have anything like that. They are without physical bodies. Now, this is a brief aside. Angels are spiritual beings without physical bodies. What are animals? They're bodies without spirit. Physical bodies without spirit. What are humans? They are, yeah, they have both a physical being and a spiritual being to themselves. Not that they are two different things, but they are, as a human, they are flesh and they are spirit. We're the only things that are like that. So, if we are talking about angels, though, what do they look like? Where are they? Why can't we see them? Why aren't we bumping into them if there's innumerable of them, if there's myriads upon myriads, if there's hundreds of thousands, if there's 
thousands that aren't even numbered and their chariots. Why aren't we running into them, bumping into them, all that kind of stuff? Because they're without physical bodies. I need someone to look up Hebrews 1.14. Who's got that? Go for it. Someone to get Luke 24.39. You're already at, you're right at Luke 24.39. You take, you take that one. I want you to take Numbers 22.31. I want you to take 2 Kings 6.17. Who wants Luke 2.13? Luke 2.13. Uh, I want you to take Matthew 28.5. Did you raise your hand? I want you to take Hebrews 13.2. Alright? So, angels are created spiritual beings with moral judgment, high intelligence, but without physical bodies. That is crucial. We do need to see if that's just me making it up. Am I just talking or does this come from the Bible? What about Hebrews 1.14? Well, as soon as you get there, yeah, uh, as soon as you get to Hebrews 1.14, go ahead and read it for us. But this might answer the question as to why we don't know what they look like and why we're not bumping into them. All right? Did you say you're good? Yeah. Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to, to, are to inherit salvation? They are ministering what? Spirits. Spirits. They are ministering spirits. No body mentioned. What about Luke 24, 39? This is after Jesus rose from the grave and He appeared in His uh, resurrected body, His glorified earthly body as it were, and He reveals Himself to the disciples and He says, You can touch Me. I am flesh and blood. I am, I am the resurrected Lord. I am not spirit. And what did He say there? He said He is not a spirit because what? A spirit has not flesh and bone. Now God has occasionally given the ability to see them. Alright? Numbers 22-31 tells us one of those times. Who had that? Yeah, so you got, this, you got this false prophet. His name was Balaam, and he was, uh, his eyes were opened to where he saw this angel of the Lord standing there. And this angel of the Lord was ready to, to duke it out with Balaam. was ready to kill him. All right? He did have an opportunity to see an angel. But it describes, does it describe what the angel looked like or more of what he was holding and what he was ready to do? Yeah, what he was ready to do, what he was holding. We don't really get a physical description of it. What about 2 Kings 6, 17? So, when, the eyes, when his eyes were opened up and he looks up there, he saw a whole bunch of chariots, a whole bunch of warriors there, Alright? That were not there before. So his eyes were open and what was he seeing? He was seeing angels. He was seeing spirits that could not be seen before. But do we have a description of what they looked like? Or is it more of do we have a description of what they were there to do? It's more of that we have a description of what they were there to do. What they were going to act like. 
What about Luke 2.13? Yeah, just go ahead and read the next. Yeah. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace be on peace be to, on earth to those who, with whom God is pleased. So this is when Jesus was born, and the shepherds look up and they see the, this angel, and he's joined by a host of angels, and we hear that they're warriors. But are we given any description of what they look like, or is it more of what they were there to do? Yeah, it's more of hey, listen, I can't even really describe to you what I'm looking at here. But I can just tell you what they're here to do. And even from time to time, angels took bodily form. All right, Matthew 28, 5 tells us one of those times. Who had that? Go for it. So this is after Jesus rose from the grave and you've got this angel appears to the women who've come to, uh, to complete the burial process for Jesus' body. And this angel appears and he's in a bodily form and he says, Jesus isn't here. And they could see Him. He was there physically with them. He had interacted with the stone, all those sorts of things. He was interacting with the women. He was talking with them. But still, do we get a description of him? No. What about Hebrews 13.2? Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. When do they entertain angels? What were, the, what, were, what were they looking at when they entertained angels? Hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this. To strangers. Hospitality to strangers. They were entertaining angels without being aware. There are times the angel might even take a bodily form. That is wild, but there's no description of what they look like. I've got to hurry. So we don't really know what they look like, but we know that they're there to do something. If they're there, then they're there to do something that God has instructed them to do. Yes, sir. Yeah, they could just look like a regular person. And we wouldn't know that we would be unaware. If they looked like if they looked like what we think of when we close our eyes and try to envision an angel, we'd be like, whoa, that's an angel. You know, but these, yeah, whoa, what's wrong with you, pal? You know, something like that. So we don't really know what they look like, but we do know the Bible tells us there are different types of angels, so. Let's look at that. Maybe we can get some descriptions of the different types of angels. How many types of angels are there? We've got, the first one we talk about is the, the angel of the Lord. Someone, Genesis 16, 10 and 13. Who wants that? Go for it. Uh, Genesis 22, 12. Who's got that? Go for it, Casey. Genesis 31, 11 and 13. Exodus 3, 2, and I think that's supposed to be 3 as well. Who wants that one? Go for it. And then I'll need someone to do an angel of the Lord, which will be Luke uh, 1, 11. Alright, so we've got two different distinctions here. You've got the angel of the Lord. You've got an angel of the Lord. Alright, so whenever you're at Genesis 16, I want you to read verse 10 and then verse 13 for us.
Okay, so at first it said it was the angel of the Lord, and then in verse 13, what did it call what did she call him? The she doesn't call him the angel of the Lord in verse 13. What does she call him? The Lord. She actually calls him the Lord. She actually worships him there. Alright? What about Genesis 22, 12? Don't lay a head on the board, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your own son. Alright, so the angel came. The angel of the Lord came over there and said, Do not harm the child. And it was in that moment that the angel came. The angel said, Stop. They made a sacrifice, or they, they offered a sacrifice to God right then and there. What about Genesis 31, 11, and 13? And the angel said, Jacob, and I said, Here am I. What about Exodus 3, 2, and I, is that supposed to be 2 and 3? Oh, you did not do verse 13. I'm sorry. Go ahead and do verse 13. Okay. So at first we see it as an angel, and then we see it described as God. Exodus 3, 2... And that's not three. I don't know what that other verse is. Six. I can't see. It's, a, it's, it's calling off on there. So go, go for it. Who had, who had Exodus 3, 2, and 6? Go for it. Every time you see it say, the angel of the Lord, that angel of the Lord either receives worship or he identifies himself as God himself. So there are times when you look and you see the Bible and it says, the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord is God himself. When God himself comes and reveals himself in a very specific way. But there are also things just an angel of the Lord. So someone read, who had Luke 1... 11. Go for it. There appeared an angel of the Lord seated on the right side of the altar near the incense. This one does not receive worship. This one is there and he delivers a message. You get the idea that he's there to do a thing, but he does not receive worship himself and he does not call himself God. He's there on behalf of God. So we've got the angel of the Lord. We've got an angel of the Lord. These are, a couple of these are a little trippy. You've got the cherubim and you've got the seraphim. Someone, Genesis 3, 24, who's got that? Go for it. Uh, Psalm 18, 10. Uh, Logan, who's got Ezekiel? You want Ezekiel 10, 1, uh, 1 through 2. Ex oh, we're, then don't read the Ezekiel one because we won't go there for that one. Just do Exodus 25, uh, 17 through 22. And then who wants Isaiah 6, 2 through 7? Who wants that? You want it, Kaylee? All right. 
All right, so how many types of angels are? We've talked about the angel of the Lord, which is God himself when he shows up in this remarkable and amazing way. You've got an angel of the Lord, which is there to do God's work, but he is not God himself. What about these cherubim? What about these seraphim? Go ahead and read to us Genesis 3, 24. Okay, so he kicks out Adam and Eve from the garden and he puts the cherubim there with a the flaming sword to guard the way into the garden so that he cannot enter it. That's pretty impressive. What about Psalm 18.10? Soar on the wings of the wind. Exodus, we're going to skip the Ezekiel passage. We, we've just got to move through for time. What about Exodus 25, 17 through 22? You Okay, so here's the first example. We know that there are cherubim, and we know that they've got these flaming swords, and even they're on the, they fly with the wind. We know all these kinds of things about them, okay? But here, we have actually kind of a description, just a little bit of a description. If you're going to make cherubim on top of the Ark of the Covenant, it says that they need to have wings, right? They have wings that will cover over their faces. Okay, so these angels, these cherubim, they can have wings, they can have faces. All of a sudden, okay, maybe, maybe we see some sort of reference to this pop culture thing that we've got. What about the seraphim? Isaiah 6, 2-7. Okay, so here we've got a description that's very different from other things in the Bible. We've got this seraphim who's flying around the throne room of God, and this seraphim, day and night, is it's got six wings. With two, it's covering its what? Face. Face. 
With two, it's covering its what? Feet. And with two, it's flying. Now, why is it covering its face? Because nothing created can look at the glory of God and stand it because He is so holy. He is so great. He is so mighty. He is so majestic. Nothing can look at Him and be, have a, a full exposure to Him. Why is He covering up His feet? That's kind of simple to understand in this way. If we were, what, what would Isaiah do when he saw him? What does anyone do when they see God? They bow their knee, right? Can these angels, can these seraphim bow their knee right there? No, why can't they? Because with the other two, they're flying. So if you bow your knee, what are you hiding from view? Your feet, it's a show of reverence. We hide our feet. We are making ourselves lower. These seraphim are flying. They're hiding their face because they can't look up. They're hiding their feet to show the reverence that we, if we could bow, we would bow. But right now we are called to fly and we're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And that's a strange sight to see. All right, real quick, we've got to move through this real quick. We've also got the living creatures and an archangel. Okay? So the living creatures, Ezekiel 1, 5 through 14. Who's got that? Go for it. Who wants Revelation 4, 6 through 8? Go for that. Who wants 1 Thessalonians 4, 16? I saw your hand first. All right. So we've got the living creatures here as a type of angel. So whenever you're in Ezekiel 1, I want you to read verses 5 through 14 for me. All right, how would you guys like to run into that living creature in the middle of a dark alley? No thanks! I don't want to walk into anything that's got four faces. I can barely handle some of y'all's one face. <laughs> Reality is, is that these things, if we can write down their appearance... And when the authors do try to write down their appearance, they are spiritual beings, but it just looks so different. Four faces, they can see everything. They've got wings, they've got legs that are always straight, perpetually straight, with feet like burnished bronze with wings. They're weird looking. And he, he, he struggles to write down what they look like. What about Revelation 4, 6 through 8?
So we've got a very similar description in these. And I, John writes they've got eyes all around them and everything like that. The way that it's described in Ezekiel is they've got four faces. It talks about wings, all that kind of stuff. You don't want to run into these things. What about an archangel? 1 Thessalonians 4.16. All right, so we've got this archangel who is a part of the army of God. Now, in other places, we've heard about warriors for God, but they're not necessarily an archangel, right? Remember how we said that their eyes were open, they saw warriors of angels up on the mountainside, how we've seen when they showed up for um, the birth of Jesus, it described them as warriors, all these kinds of things, but it doesn't describe them as archangels. So that's something else that's different. So those are the different types of angels. So what about this? Do angels have names? Do you think angels have names? Yeah? Name, the, name, name an angel. Gabriel. Name another one. Michael. Name another one. That's like it. That's like it. Huh? My wife. All right. All right. Did I go that far in here that angels, do angels have names? Did I go that far? Yeah. So how many types of angels are there? Yeah, and, and this is... So there are two that have names. We've got Michael and Gabriel. And you guys, boom, you nailed it. All right. What about... Let's look at Jude 9, Revelation 12, 7 through 8, and Daniel 10, 13, and 20. Who wants Jude verse 9? Who wants that? Jude's a slim book of the Bible. Who wants that one? All right, go for it, Drewby Dooby Doo. Who wants Revelation 12, 7, 8? Are you raising your hand or are you stretching? All right, I want Revelation 12, 7 through 8 on yours, okay? And then, do you want Daniel? Daniel 10, 13 through 21. Who wants Daniel? Are you raising your hand, Casey? Daniel 8, 16. Go for it. And I also want you to read, then flip over to 9, 21 as well. And I want you to read Luke 1, verse 19, and then 26 and 27. All right? How many types of angels are there? We've got Michael and we've got Gabriel that have names. All right, so Jude is only one chapter. That's why when I say Jude 9, I'm not talking about the whole chapter of Jude 9. I'm talking about one verse. All right, Jude, verse 9. Go ahead and read that for me when you get there. All right, so the archangel named Michael is having a dispute with who? The devil. About the body of Moses. We don't know what that really was about. We can take some guesses from some extra biblical things. We're not going to get into that right now, but he has an argument. This archangel named Michael has an argument with Satan himself, the devil himself. Revelation 12, 7 through 8. Go for it. All right, so Michael led the armies of God. Michael, this archangel, led it. What about Daniel chapter 10? Read verse 13 and then verse 21. 
verse 21. Okay, calls him Michael a prince there. It's the same Michael, Michael the archangel there, who would be a part of the armies of God. Now, Michael may be the only archangel. Maybe. We don't know. There's not enough to, to know there. But we, we see archangel is being described as Michael. What about Gabriel? All right, I see uh, Gabriel. Uh, it's talking about in Daniel chapter 8. Who had that? All right, go for it. And what about Luke chapter 1, verses 19 and 26 through 27? Who had that? And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. Mm-hmm. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee in Nazareth, to a virgin distraught to a man whose name was Joseph, and of the house of David. All right, so I'm going to stop there just because of the time constraints uh, on the evening. We will pick up next week and talk about uh, more about angels. But I want you to get a sense that, guys, this is a lot deeper. This is a lot more than just what television shows and movies will say to you. There are different types of angels. They are very unique from what we think of. And they've got a purpose... They've got a reason. And guys, it's very different than what we have. Okay? So, all we've really done now, tonight, okay, all I've really wanted to do tonight is I've wanted to take us out of the pop culture's mindset of what is this angel, what are these things, what are these spiritual beings, and instead of looking through that lens, I wanted us to take a look through the lens, the microscope of Scripture, and I want us to see what the Bible itself says about these creatures. Because there's a reason we need to know about them. We'll hit on that next week. Alright, so let me pray for us, and uh, the band will play, and we'll be dismissed. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we do love you. We do praise you. I do thank you for the opportunity to teach about beings that we don't get to talk about a whole lot. I pray, God, that, that Father, you would use even these, these discussions like this where we're just taking time to, to refocus our, our gaze away from the culture, our sights away from media, and Father, to reorient our focus on Your Word and see how it defines things. Lord, I pray that even in that, as we look at Your created beings, these angels, that Father, help us to praise You and to worship You. And it's in Your Son's name, Jesus, I ask these things and for His sake. Amen.